Are you hoping to add horseback riding to your Ireland itinerary? I can have you off the plane at Shannon Airport and on the back of a horse within 15 minutes of picking up your rental car. I'm going to tell you exactly where you can go in today's podcast. podcast is sponsored by irishcarrentals.com. When you're looking for an unbeatable quote, visit irishcarrentals.com and use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save an extra 10%. Now, let's talk about horseback riding in County Clare. Hi everyone, and thank you so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today we are headed back to County Clare, and we're going to take a little virtual experience of horseback riding. I have with me Sarah O'Brien from Castle Fergus Riding Stables, which is not too far from the Shannon Airport. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Jody. <laughs> Great to be on the show. <laughs> so when people think of airports, at least large airports, you're surrounded by usually concrete and city. And Shannon Airport is much different because it's almost like the minute you leave Shannon Airport, you're in the beautiful Irish countryside, which explains how yes. Castle Fergus Riding Stables can be just 15 minutes from the airport. So Shannon Airport um, is great because it's only literally 15 minutes from us and it has direct flights coming in all the time um, from the UK and the US. So it's very accessible and you literally only have to arrive about two hours beforehand. So there's, there's no stress or anything. And immediately once you leave the airport, you're surrounded by lovely, you know, green lush meadows and, and forests. So it's, it's very picturesque. Castle Fergus then uh, stables, so we're set in the heart of County Clare in a very historic and quaint village called Quinn, and it's on the west coast of Ireland. It's run, it, we're run by the, it's the O'Brien family, um, and we've had the stables the last uh, 30 years. So it's myself, my mom, my dad, my sister, and my brother, so you basically get to meet all the family when you come horse riding. <laughs> And, and that's another lovely thing about Ireland is that when people say family-owned business, you really are. I mean, you're meeting the family, you're learning about their business, you're, you know, kind of getting this personal experience. And I think that's one thing that people really, really love when they travel to Ireland is knowing that they're dealing with the people, the, the people who run the businesses. They're not dealing with an, a corporate entity, if you will. Yes, I mean, there's so much history just within, you know, all over County Clare and within Quinn. So you get the stories, you know, of the farm and the history from the county, you know, from all of us. And I suppose, obviously, my parents are of a slightly older generation. You know, they're in their 50s, but I'm in my 30s and my sister, they're only in their 20s. So there's lots of different, you know, stories, I suppose, um, throughout the years that you get to hear from from all of us as well, which is, is the nice thing. And all the tours are always guided um, by one of us. 
So, I mean, we will do tours of just if it's one person that wants to go out or if there's a family or a tour as big as, you know, 10 or 12 can all ride together. But um, here we like to keep them all personalised. So if it's just yourself coming, you'll have um, myself, my mum or dad will bring you out. And if there's another group that wants to go at the same time, um, it's one of us that will take them. So all your tours are private. So, um, you know, they're intimate and you get to hear the stories on a, a personal basis as well. You, don't, you never have to share with another group as well, which makes it nice. Oh, that is really nice. And I was reading on your website that you're available year-round for tours. And I think that's one thing that people worry about if they're traveling to Ireland maybe in the, the late fall, winter type months that, that they're going to have a harder time. I've just actually been very busy this morning, so we're having a beautiful, um, I suppose, autumn winter here at the moment. Um, but look, every year is is different. Um, but sometimes, as I say, you know, there's a lot that come from California, and they don't get to experience the beautiful fall that we guys do. So we still have, you know, the leaves are, are just gone down now, but there still is that little bit of color change um, around. And then in the springtime, we have, you know, all the wild iris, the daffodils are up. There's the wild um, bluebells in the forest and obviously all the baby lambs and, and foals are out and about and so there's kind of colour that to come all year round um, and, and we do stay we do stay open and like we're very flexible obviously it's important that people can try book ahead of time because we do get busy but we understand if you know if it's the weather if it is to get a little bit um be better, which it does in <laughs> Ireland, then, you know, we, we, we'll try to reschedule, you know, for even the next day or, you know, we'll try to be flexible that way because obviously that's important because people, you know, do worry a little bit what way the weather is going to be. But, you know, you're coming to Ireland for the scenery, you know, you're not coming to get your suntan. So, <laughs> you know, everyone, you have to, <laughs> I suppose, get on with it in a way, you know. Very true, very true. You don't visit Ireland um for the weather you visit, for the beauty and the history and the people, that's for sure. So can you tell me a little bit about your farm? I know that you have a sheep farm, and it's it's rather large for Ireland, I believe. And Yeah, so we have, we have 100 acres all together with farm and woodland. And um, so we have, there's about 120 sheep at the moment, and they're due to have their babies now. Uh, baby lambs next March so they're going to double the numbers because most of them have twins and triplets so you're talking about about 250 babies, lambs, sheep, everything kind of um, <laughs> in March to, to summertime so it's quite busy and then we have usually there's three mares, two or three mares that have uh, baby foals as well in May so lots of babies that time of year. Um, so the types of horses that we would use here are Connemara's which are native breed to Ireland and then we have the Irish draft horse which is a national horse of Ireland um, dating back to the 18th century. And then we have the Irish sport horse, um, which is also known um, as the Irish hunter, which is a result of a cross um, of an Irish draft with another breed, historically being the turbred. So they're mostly the horses and, and ponies that we would um, that we would use here on the farm. And we've also many other things as well. We have um, two lovely, friendly dogs that everyone loves and wants to take home with them <laughs> when they come to us. Um, we have you know, chickens, cats, and we have some goats as well. So quite a lot of everything else up around the farmyard, um, not alone when you work out the fields and meet everything else down there. So it's a, it's a busy working farm as well as running the trail rides. 
Yeah, yeah, all, all go. <laughs> never, never a dull moment. <laughs> now, so I was reading again on your website, and I see that you have everything from little 30-minute rides up to two-hour treks, and it seemed like your treks were really scenic. I mean, you know, rides along the river, castle views, ring forts, railway arches. It, it seems like it spans a really beautiful bit of land. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're very lucky to um, have such a beautiful setting. So we do cater for all ages and abilities. Um, you know, sometimes people worry that, you know, you know, they're well able to ride, but their husband has never been on a horse, you know, and that's fine. Everyone can go out and do the same ride, whether you want to go for an hour or up to two hours. Um, we all ride in the same fields, and whoever is, you know, well able to ride, they can enjoy some traveling and cantering um, in the same fields. Um, so altogether, we have a lot of horses. There's 36 at the moment. Wow. <laughs> so lots of mouths, lots of mouths to feed. Um, so there's about 15, you know, big horses, you know, uh, 14 to 15 to 16 hands. And then we have a lot of 12 to ponies. So we would feature for children, you know, as young as three um, to go out on, you know, the rides. They've often gone out and even done the two-hour rides. It's, it's up to the child, really, <laughs> if, if they feel able for it. Um, there'll be someone on foot that will lead them and walk beside them um, on their little pony. So we're very lucky. We have a beautiful uh, 15th-century castle um, that's um, located beside our stables, and it was built in 1490 by the McNamara family. So lots of history there that you get to, to learn about when you go out on the trails. And then we ride down along by the, the River Rhine where you get to see um, the the water reeds that they used to actually make the thatch roofs for the traditional um, cottages in Ireland um, down down along the, the banks. And we ride up along, you know, the banks of the river as well. So you get to see, you know, panoramic views of the farm but also um, onto other neighbouring farms so that it's quite a, a lovely view uh, of the Irish countryside on horseback that you don't that you don't get to see basically if you're driving um, a car so it's a nicer a nicer way and you get to get your Irish fresh air in there as well so often we have um, there's uh, ducks and there's swans actually down on the river as well um, that people uh, get to see as well um, as you're riding along. Um, then, of course, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you know, in the summer times, in particular spring, summer, um, you've all the baby lambs running around. Um, um, so we had their Belclare and Hampshire breeds of, of uh, sheep that we use. Um, so there's lots of them, and as all year round, we do keep the sheep, but I suppose in particular, um, the kids love to see them, you know, right up, I suppose. April to, I suppose, the end of August, they're still baby babies uh, running running around the place. And also, we're very lucky um, to have ring forts and fairy forts um, when on the farm. We actually have four of, four of them here. So they have um, oodles of history as well um, for people to learn about. So I suppose for anyone that doesn't know what a ring fort are, is, um, they are circular fortified settlements that were mostly built during the Bronze Age um, up to the year 1000. So I suppose 
they were almost nearly the, the first thing here, I suppose, um, after after the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're found, you know, all over Northern Europe in particular, but mostly um, in Ireland and in Wales. And also then there's the, the fairy forts, um, which are more or less the same thing. Um, the remains of ring forts um, also, you know, dating back Bronze Age to early Christian times. And a lot of them are believed that the fairy forts were built on sacred grounds. And I suppose the, the magical thing that people love to hear about um, is the fairy forts in Irish folklore. You know, people say that this is where the fairies live. Um, and people have long believed that... Um, these locations of the ring forts contain, you know, the magic of ancient druids and that, you know, they were the, the residents for what they used to describe as the good or the, the little people. So, you know, I suppose we say come down maybe late at night and you'll see the fairies <laughs> running running around is, is when you're, you're best to, to meet them. Um, so they're quite a magical experience because even though there is quite a lot in Ireland, again, it, they're harder to find unless you're kind of off the beaten the beaten track you know a lot of these are quite covered over obviously they've been here hundreds of years now so um it is a nice way to to see them on horseback and then we're also very lucky we, we pass up to an old uh you know railway um track that that's running and um there's beautiful old arches that run along divide all, all the the fields so they're quite scenic and they were built in 1854 and I suppose the big thing was when they were building this in, you know, the the railway in 1854, there was a big uh, gold find, and it said that it was the largest gold find um, in Europe that was that was located only 10 minutes from our farm. And a lot of those uh, monuments that they found they found are up in the National Museum in Dublin. So. You know, we're spoiled spoiled for history. I suppose we nearly run out of the stories that people need more time than than the the, the, the shorter rides that we offer almost. So, um, yeah, the, the, there's lots to hear from, you know, on the, on the farm, off the farm, that there's so much history going on here. <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful area and a historic area. And I, I know that I've been, you know, I've been following your Instagram account for quite a while and the pictures are stunning and it just, it really makes you want to get out and, and explore Ireland, you know, outside of a car and, and really kind of immerse yourself in that countryside. But one thing I do want to mention to anybody who maybe hasn't been to Europe is that the saddles are not your typical American Western saddle. So it is a little bit of a learning experience to situate yourself on that English saddle? Yeah, it's like, I, I describe it, it's like the, the driving almost. It's a fun little challenge, you know, when you come to Ireland, you have to drive on the side of the road. So, you know, it's something uh, something fun, yeah. So people, you know, people do enjoy it. So with the, um, the English saddle, it's slightly smaller. Um, we don't have the horn, but actually people find them a lot comfier, you know, First of all, they're thinking, God, you know, I'm so used to the Western saddle, but then they almost have to go home and take up English riding <laughs> after it. So it's a lot smoother, I suppose. The English saddle is, you know, easier to jump and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why um, we would use it a lot more um, here. You know, people post a little bit different, but, you know, before we start all the treks, um, we bring you up to the arena just for a five-minute briefing and, you know, if people want to learn how to trot or to pull, we, we can do that on the English saddle. But, um, yeah, it's it's 
something a little different, but I think it adds to the experience as well. And um, you know, people people always love it. I think. <laughs> Excellent. And and I always recommend that the minute you land in Ireland after especially arriving from the U.S., you've flown overnight, you're going to be jet-lagged, I always recommend getting out and being active. And gosh, I can't think of a better way to really just get out and breathe that amazing fresh air than to hop on the back of a horse and see the countryside. Yeah, so we have a lot of people. Um, we had a group of ladies just the weekend who literally flew into Shannon, and I'd say they were here about... After their car, they got their car about 20 minutes later and were on the horse and they said it was the best way to get over their uh, their jet lag. They said it was better than, than any coffee to get out there into the fresh air. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're very lucky to be located, you know, so close to the to the airport. And as I said, you know, it's doing um, fantastic um, direct flights coming in, especially New York, Boston, Chicago side, because not alone um, have have you got this lovely area to explore you know we're right beside Galway um, and you know the lovely Mayo Sligo so we're right on the wild Atlantic way so we're so close that people like to you know either if they don't after getting off the plane you know sometimes they just want to go to the cliffs that they'll do it on the way back to the airport or on their way going to Clarny so we're at an ideal road because we're you know we're um we're so close off the the main the main road. Let's say getting from Killarney to Galway or vice vice versa. We're only 50 minutes from the cliffs to Moher, so that's kind of a huge attraction that people like to to get to get to see. So where you'll definitely get your fresh air up there <laughs> on the cliffs as well. <laughs> right. And speaking of other places to visit, I always wrap up my uh, my podcasts with recommendations of places you think people should add to their itinerary when they visit Ireland and you have some really amazing recommendations that are right there nearby. Yeah, so there's there's Udo's I here for ages uh, going through them all really. Um, so I suppose the top ones that I would pick and that I love, even though they're only 15 minutes or so from us, I have been to them loads of times and I, I never get bored of them. I suppose the first one being um, Queen Abbey. It's a beautiful old abbey that was built in, in 1402, and that's only located about five minutes from us. So that's beautiful to get some pictures, and it's quite big. You can go in and explore around it. Um, then only 10 minutes on from there, um, there's a beautiful um, old 16th century castle and archaeological open-air museum um, called Craggenown. So that's fun, um, especially for all ages, you know, and... Sometimes people are bringing young kids and they're kind of wondering, you know, what am I going to do that's going to keep them entertained as well can be a harder, you know, a harder thing. Um, and they find that great as well, that the kids, you know, like that as well down there. And then also, if you haven't got enough of our lovely <laughs> ring forts and fairy forts, there's some um, beautiful ones up in um, Mahon. Um, so that's another, you know, only 15 minutes from us. And um um, up there, there's probably about six or seven, and they're quite big ones. And um, you know, they have beautiful walks in along through the woods there. And they also have kind of signs up to go through, you know, the history behind them as well. So some people like to kind of get a, a further delve into to that as well. And the thing about Mahon Woods, which is extra special as well, it's also located beside, you know, it's at the back of the woods for Jamolan Castle. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of 
kill, kill two birds at one stone basically because you can see you know the the lovely castle of Drumoland as well which has beautiful um, walks up there and a, a beautiful old wall garden and lakes up there that people like to explore there as well so there's kind of a lot to keep you busy I suppose that with the horse riding you have a jam-packed day you probably wouldn't even get all of that get get all of that in because we're all senior which a lot of people like to do is um Bunrashi castle um folk park so that's a beautiful old um medieval castle there as well and you have the folk park where you know they have the old um traditional irish cottages that where people are asked kind of how it was, you know, going back medieval times. So they're making um, traditional scones and, you know, apple tarts and kind of how everything was back in the day almost. So, again, another thing that kind of keeps the kids entertained and the adults, everyone everyone seems to love it down there. So that's a beautiful old um, old village um, down there with lots of nice places for shopping and just before you get on your flight home so keeps everyone busy <laughs> i i think that uh that this is a perfect reason to just plan to spend a couple of days about 20 minutes from shannon airport yeah yeah as i say even a lot of people they, their base is um Bunrashi, you know because so the horse riding is here all the other stuff i've just mentioned and it's so close to the cliffs and to get to galway city that even people you know with the flights being so close coming into new york now you're only talking five and a half one way six hours the other way it's you know it's quicker to go there than some places across uh, across the <laughs> usa the people even com- are coming over just for for four days it sounds a little bit mad but mad, you know yeah. you actually get to see quite quite a lot of the countryside it's jam-packed but <laughs> It's good. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing about your riding stables and what people can see if they take the time to do a horse riding trek with you and then those beautiful places that are so nearby, so easy for people to add to their itinerary when they when they visit County Clare. Well, thank you so much um, for, for having me. As always, any links to podcasts or websites can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app because that helps other people find this podcast. And until next time, Slán Gafol.